Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, hello, welcome to the tennis podcast on men's quarter finals day. I am just trying to get my voice back, my breath back. Catherine Whitaker feels the same. Happy to say we're joined today by a very special guest from the Telegraph, the chief sports feature writer, Mr. Oliver Brown. Oliver, how are you doing? Very good, thanks, David. Um, it's, it's been a special day today, hasn't it? I mean, we, you know, just talking to a colleague, trying to work out whether we've ever had a better quarter-final day than that. I mean, two back-to-back matches, both five sets, drama everywhere. Uh, you know, Ultimately, Roger Federer coming back from two sets to love down to win in five, and Andy Murray just about holding off Joe Wilfred Songer in five. Whatever centre-court tickets were on StubHub, or it, you'd pay any price to have watched that. I mean, uh, eight hours or, or so, I think, of the most stirring tennis you could you could imagine at, at any stage of any any Grand Slam. Federer was uh, truly exceptional. Um, I, I don't think he's played a five set match for nearly two years, and yet from from two sets down against Chilich, he he he, um, he didn't look ruffled. He, he just channeled that resolve he has from having played in what is it now fourteen quarterfinals, and um, just an incredible response. I, I still I still actually thought Chilich would. Would summon something in the in the final set and, and simply overpower him, but Federer with the crowd behind him was was just uh, irresistible. And I, I never thought that that, that Murray could, I thought Murray would be the undercard, but he turned out to be a, an, a, a rousing encore. It's, it's funny you should say that, and, and Catherine, bringing you in here on this one. You know, sometimes when you're watching these sort of matches, you can get a feeling for how it is going to end up in a way, and. I, like Oliver, felt when, when Federer was coming back that ultimately he would fall short, that, that, that Cilic was... Because I thought Cilic was playing US Open final level uh, from a couple of years ago. It was, it was unbelievable, the power he was hitting with. He was overpowering Roger Federer. And I thought at some point here, Federer's just going to have a bit of a dip. And he, and he didn't. He wrestled it away. But neither did Marin Cilic. I mean, yes, there were a couple of very critical points where... He had a, a micro dip, but in general, his level did not dip. Federer stole that match from under his nose. I'm not sure he can have too many regrets, really. You can't play perfect tennis on every single point, and maybe he was a bit unfortunate about the couple of points where he made a couple of errors. But really, 
Uh, I don't think he can have too many regrets. Roger Federer, like a thief in the night, stole that from under his nose, and I, I didn't see it coming at all. I, I thought at the end of that second set, the only way Federer's getting back into this is if Chilich goes off the boil completely or crumbles under the pressure, or and, and that didn't happen. Just Federer went into God mode. Well put, Catherine Whittaker here on the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph. Let's speak more to The Telegraph's Oliver Brown. Oliver, uh, you, you're sitting there watching Federer, and it, it sometimes occurs to me that, actually, in a few years' time, we won't get this chance mm. to see this guy play, play his stuff. And it's not just the, the glorious stroke play, though, is it? I mean, you, you actually saw, and I don't, because he's not sort of roaring like Leighton Hewitt and, and, and shaking his fist necessarily like Nadal with the muscles bulging and all that, people perhaps sell short just what a competitor is in there, don't they? He has a, an insouciance that makes him difficult to read. I mean, he's, he smooths back the bandana, flicks his hair, and he, he, can't, he doesn't register much emotion. He, he had a couple of ironic remarks at the umpire because he was getting frustrated with Hawkeye. Um, but, uh, I mean, a ferocious will to win today. I mean, I, I think the same as you each year. I mean, the, the 2014 uh, final, the five set against Djokovic, that seems as if it might be a... Um, a last hurrah. So did last year's final, and every year he comes back, and you just you, you look back at oh, how long ago is fifteen years since the since the Sampras match, and um, yeah, I mean, I, he's he's entering territory that's never been charted before in terms of longevity. As, as McEnroe said today, he just had no right winning that match, and, and yet from from nowhere he. Um, yeah, as you said, he won't go gentle into that good night. As a <laughs> uh, just to note, that description you just gave of Roger Federer and uh, his uh, rather under-the-radar fighting qualities, you could probably have applied that exact same description to Venus Williams as well. She doesn't wear her warrior-like qualities on her sleeve the way Serena does, but um, boy, are they there in evidence when it counts. They certainly are. Now, of course, we, we know who uh, Roger Federer's opponent will be. It will be Milos Raonic, who fought past Sam Querrey, and uh, Thomas Burdick got through as well. We'll talk about those two in a, in a second in, in previewing the, uh, the semi-finals to come. But Andy Murray today, Catherine, I mean, he had his hands full out there against Joe Wilfred Song. I mean, that first set was just was brutal hitting, from, from certainly from Songer. And, and, I mean, really, he should have won that set 6-4 up in the tie-break. You know, he'll be kicking himself about letting that one go. It was a tie-break off today, wasn't it? The fourth set of the Federer-Cilic match versus the first set of the Murray-Songa match. And uh, I would give it to Murray-Songa for quality and probably just about Cilic-Federer for drama, just because it was set points and match points with Federer-Cilic, uh, whereas with, with uh, Murray and Songa, it was just mere set points. But for- Did you think that it was going to turn Songa's way, though? When he levelled at two sets all, I mean, it, 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 I, I liken it to a sort of tug of war over something and you've got this massively muscular otherworldly strong guy in in Songa who's just trying to rip something from Murray's grasp and eventually the pit bull that is Murray just gets hold of it and and he's not letting go at that point the way I saw it playing out was uh, Songa getting that set and then the pit bull that is Murray coming out and him roaring on to win the next three I was a bit wrong about that. <laughs> at, at every every step of the way, I, I failed to predict what would happen next in that match. It really Even in the fifth, did you think it would go 
to, to Songa in the fifth? No, okay, perhaps not in the fifth. Like, there, there was never really, and, and this probably doesn't give enough credit to Songa, there was never really a moment when I really thought, wow, Murray might lose this match, not even at the end of the fourth. Um, but yeah, so every other aspect of it surprised me in every way, in, in very good ways. The, uh, in the fifth set, uh, Oliver, there was, there was a wonderful moment when Murray held for, for one love and, and he was heard to say, shout out, there's no way I'm going to lose this. And, and people read his lips and saw him saying that to his box. And, it, and it's, it's classic Murray, isn't it? You know, I, I, said, I quoted a line from Rocky IV, which is, which is always something that I turn to in moments like this. To beat me, you're going to have to kill me. And that's what it, that's what it feels like with, with Murray at times, isn't it? Well, he certainly did today. He'd clearly seen what happened to Chilich and, and vowed that it wasn't going to happen to him. I, I, I kind of thought when he, he had the reunion with, with Lendl that he might tone that side down a little bit because obviously at the, the French Open he was attracting some criticism that he was being a bit too histrionic and a bit too um, overt with his emotion but he, he's explained before that it's something that helps him um, that it's just, it's just a, a part of his nature but um, as Catherine says I mean the, the, the ferocity of it and his intensity you, you just whenever it came when it came back to two sets all you, you just you didn't really think necessarily that the song would would prevail and, and that, that is testament to to how, how how Murray has developed since those two slam victories I mean I think you know roll back to 2012 US Open when he was two sets up came back to two sets all but yet still he has that endurance to come through in five which is extraordinary yeah uh, actually just just quickly Catherine uh, I, I was in the commentary box with Pat Cash and Richard Krychek and when it went two sets all I said well, what do you think lads do you think this is do you think this is going to turn Songa's way? And they shot back immediately. No, no way. It's crazy, isn't it? Because Songa was playing fantastic tennis, had already shown by coming back to two sets all how much he was prepared to fight what he had in him. And yet, I, I, I'm not sure there was anybody really believing that Songa was going to win it. Hopefully Songa did himself, but maybe there was that seed of doubt even in him. And there was one of those classic exchanges between Andy Murray and the interviewer and his his flash interview with the BBC straight off the court where he was asked where it all went wrong in the third and fourth set and he immediately shot back, well, Joe Wilford Songa's a a really good play, you know, (laughs) Uh, which he quite often does when he's asked about, you know, where did it go wrong for you? And he says, hang on a minute, it's not all on my racket. Uh, and and that is a large part of the story on this match and and he made it on his racket in the fifth set didn't he but uh please be advised yeah he was amazing okay to the exit gates and make sure you take all your belongings with you okay we're on we're on our way all right all right all right well we'll, we'll be back in a back, well, can we just have five more minutes that's all we need to finish the tennis podcast brought to you in association with the telegraph anyway uh milos raonic went through today he had a bit of a battle on his hands against sam query predictably so i think catherine but again always thought raonic would win yeah there was never really poor sam query i i feel bad i, I didn't even think he'd, he'd get that third set he did really really well but n- Never in doubt, really, never in doubt. Uh, he was very, very good today, Raonic, and I'm sure he'll have enjoyed seeing what happened to Roger Federer. Although Federer said after the match he thinks he thinks the five sets won't be an issue. You know, he- Don't you think, though, that when he had that match against Monfils at the US Open and it went five and he just escaped and then he ran into the, the train that was Marin Cilic, that it's possible something similar might happen here? 
a bit, but I think he had a few more miles on the clock in that tournament from previous rounds. He's had pretty much no significant miles on the clock up until now in this tournament. Um, so if you sort of average it all out, I know that's not quite how the human body works, but if you average it all out, he's generally okay. And I'm I th- sure that's how it does work, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we've we've got the authority. To- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. say that for sure um I, I think that will certainly detract from the damage that this five set match could do and you know Ranić hasn't had it easy himself he had a five setter in the previous round I think a very very stressful five setter as well um if not physically I think you know that was quite emotionally tough for him so I'm I'm not discounting it as a factor. I just don't see it as Roger Federer is not going to be able to mount any kind of physical challenge in the next round. I don't think that's going to be the most significant factor in that match. There's so many intriguing angles to come in these semi-finals, Oliver, because I don't know whether you remember when Andy Murray played Thomas Burdick at the Australian Open a couple of years ago, there was all the um, the swearing that was going on um, off the court, let's just say. Um, And, uh, you know, quite a lot of tension on the court. I think Murray won it in four tight sets in the end. Burdick's kind of that sort of nearly man, isn't he? He's got to the, the final here in 2010, but you've never, I don't know, I've never really thought that he's actually going to beat these guys when it matters. I mean, he's beaten Federer here. He's beaten Djokovic here, but I still didn't think he was going to win the title even then. I feel Murray has his number and maybe has done for, for four or five years. It was the, the, the semi-final in, in 2012 at Flushing Meadows when Murray came through in four when there was um, very high winds and um, yeah I mean the, the, uh, the seas in Australia there's, there doesn't seem to be uh, too much loss, love loss between uh, Camp Murray and uh, Burditch. I'm never quite sure what Kim Sears' 
main objection to to what Burditch was doing with it. Uh, Heat of the moment. I, yeah. Honestly, I bet you it is as much as anything. You know, I mean, I, I, I sometimes try to imagine what it would be like to sit in a player box watching somebody you love going through such stress, you know, and seeing this other bloke celebrate it. I, I'd go, I'd go bonkers. Parental advisory, explicit <laughs> lyrics. I think it was the 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 T-shirt. Um, I, I hear a couple of suggestions. She hasn't taken very kindly to um, photographers following her, her around here. There's there's a huge amount of, of scrutiny on, um, on on Kim Sears during this this fortnight. And um, yeah, I think it's sometimes underappreciated the the level of stress that, that she experiences as much as uh, as her husband, who's who's far more used to it, I guess. Yeah, she doesn't have an awful lot of choice in the matter, does she, Catherine? I, I sometimes, yeah, it's it's a bit uncomfortable, really. I find it deeply uncomfortable. I mean, I mean, some of the the coverage is, you know, less borderline <laughs> than other aspects of it. But she doesn't invite any of it. I, I I don't ever see her invite it. You know, she wears nice clothes sometimes. That doesn't that doesn't mean she wants to be photographed and have her appearance commented on all the time. She's just. She's just there supporting her husband. That's the end of the story. Yeah, and then you get those little uh, picture montages where they pick apart how much the outfit cost, where you can buy it, how you can put together the Kim Murray look. Anyway, we'll, we'll get off that subject. Um, who's the? Uh, so we had uh, Thomas Burdick beating Luca Puil, uh, Puy. Puy. Sorry, Jeff Tarango put me right last night. Um, uh, in in um, in that other quarter, it went exactly how we thought it was would go. So it leaves us with Burdick against Murray. Oliver, you think, what do you think, straight sets for Murray on that one? Four sets, I think. Four sets for, for you. What, what, do you. what do you think, Catherine? I think probably straight sets. I, I, I think if, if it's not going to be straight sets, it would be four sets. Um, I think Burdick is, he's, he's even slightly less than the nearly man now. He's almost the forgotten nearly man. Um, he's, not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not really in the conversation anymore, is he? He's done he might very, win it. He's done very well to insert himself back into the conversation by getting to the semi-finals here. But he, just, he doesn't have a plan B, does he? His game is what it is, and when he's on, it's very, very good. But I still think even when it's on, it's not quite good enough for Andy Murray. Andy Murray makes you need that B game, which he doesn't have. Um, so I, I see it as being probably quite an uncomfortable day for Thomas Burdick. Yeah, no, you may well be right. Uh, we'll get your prediction on Federer Raonich tomorrow Catherine, because you're going to be back on the tennis podcast for sure. Oliver might not be. So we're going to make sure we get his right now. Oliver, what do you think? Federer against Raonic. I think it, it was 6-4-6-4-6-4 two years ago. Uh, I see something roughly similar here. I think Raonic might ruffle him a little, but... Um, I mean, he's he's one cool kid, uh, Milos Raonic, but I, his game is is far more one-dimensional than Federer's. Uh, Federer showed every facet of his artistry today, and um, he, he's, th- there is a factor where um, these great players are, are hardened by a, a five-set experience. I mean, when Federer last won in 2012, he had the f- he came down against Benito, and um, Murray, when he won in 2013, had the five-setter against Vadasco. So it, it can be a beneficial experience, and um, yeah, I think the semi will be far more comfortable. I'm also going to reserve judgment until tomorrow. That buys Catherine and me 24 hours to work out exactly what's going to happen, because uh, that's how much we know about it all. Um, tomorrow is the women's semi-finals. Potentially an extraordinary storyline uh, of um, Serena against Venus in the final. Oliver, will it happen? 
the oh, I guess the one fly in the ointment for the story is um, Angelique Kerber, who looked very impressive uh, against Simona Halep, and um, you know, obviously with the, the confidence for Australian Open victory, I, I would put far more money on a on a Kerber Serena final, um, spoiling the the symmetry. But you know, with a was it combined age of, of 70 and it would be their fifth Wimbledon final? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd certainly be hoping for it to happen, but I think Kerber will be too strong for Venus. Yeah, it would be an amazing story if it did. Catherine, you'll be pleased to know I did run a poll about it last night, along with about four others, including should I run a poll or not? That one didn't seem to get too much response. Anyway, uh, actually the most popular response in it was uh, go away, David, and shut up. That was the third option. Anyway, um, Catherine, so Venus Williams against Angelique Kerber. What what we got? Oh, I'm trying desperately to detach heart from head. Uh, Not that I don't really, really enjoy and like and appreciate Angelique Kerber, but there's only so many times, possibly this will be the only time that we have the prospect again of Serena and Venus in this most fantastic narrative uh, and I want it to happen and if not here then when and where so uh, I, I want it so much so maybe You're I should predict, say... so I'm going to predict a Kerber victory because that probably makes it more likely <laughs> not to happen that's how it works, is it? So, Venus, good news. Catherine Whitaker said your opponent's going to win. You're nailed on. Uh, what about the other one? Oh, I'm... Three sets, by the way, Kerber, for against Venus or straight? Three sets. I'll go three sets. Um, You're just trying to soften the blow, aren't you? Uh, I, I'm going for Serena. I mean, as you know, David, I think she's been nailed on to reach the final for quite some time now. Uh, and the stats back me up. And uh, as brilliantly as Vesnina has done... And though she might have been on the phone to Roberta Vinci overnight, who knows? Um, I, I do think Roberta Vinci was a one-off, and uh, I do think Serena Williams will be in the final on Saturday. Yeah, I'm hearing that Elena Vesnina has commissioned the foregone conclusion T-shirts to use as motivation. Um, so, what about what about uh, the Serena match? Can you see any shock there at all, um, Oliver, or is she just going to wipe the floor with Elena Vesnina? Not, not on the evidence of what I saw yesterday against Pavlyuchenkova. Um, I mean, she just she puts the pedal to the floor in the in the in the second set, and, and has done ever since she she lost that set against um, Christina McHale. I think um, um, that just that just redoubled her determination. But uh, I sense there's a that. The body language of, of Serena, there's, there's almost a, a palpable um, tension between, between every point. She, she, uh, she clenches her fists, closes her eyes, and um, she, she's, she's thinking about every, everything with, with such intensity that um, you, you, can, you can see what, what this means to her as, as much as she might shrug it off in, in press conferences that... Um, um, pulling level with with Graf, but are both in Wimbledon titles and the, and the and the 22 slams is, uh, is 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 a colossal landmark for her to reach, and I think it's consuming her at the moment. Did, did you see the the documentary that that uh, that, she, that was made about her and, and the sort of stress that she was obviously going, understandably, I think, really going through last year, and then it's obviously carried over mm. to this year, hasn't it? I mean, mm. two Grand Slam finals. Mm the sort that I was considering getting my foregone conclusion t-shirts out for but no you know she was not having it I, I, I slightly look at it the other way I think she's responded am, uh, amazingly from that from that loss to, to Roberta Vinci I, I think it could have 
um, you know, almost ended a lesser person's career when, when you when you consider what was at stake and, and what she'd she'd gone through to, to to get that opportunity and the fact that she's already reached and will potentially reach all three of three finals for for this season is 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 is, is incredible. So I mean, I I, I think her, her her response has been admirable. It has. I, I think she's going to do it this time. I think I think we're going to see the twenty second, and I think she's going to win number twenty three at the US Open. There we are on the record. Whoa, what you've <laughs> stolen my prediction there. I made that prediction about two months ago. I've. I, noted by Claire Balding you can't it's on the record both from me and from Claire Balding not having that well I'm not allowed to say it you not without crediting <laughs> crediting the origins fine all right she she said it first but I said it better anyway uh Oliver lovely to talk to you and have you with us here on the tennis podcast pleasure David and uh, we'll hope to have you back with us again soon Catherine's quite nice having you on as well <laughs> Charming, brilliant. Yeah. To confirm, foregone conclusion T-shirts do not exist in the real world. Do yeah. not exist. For now, for now, ladies and gentlemen, they will. Trust me. Trust me. We were working on that, ladies and gentlemen. Do do listen to us every single night here on the Tennis Podcast. We're going to be here for the rest of Wimbledon. We're probably just going to stay here, right in this spot. You know, don't even bother going to bed. But we will be back with another show after the women's semi-finals tomorrow night. Do join us then. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money.